Welcome to Season 3 of The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you address the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncy, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the fifth in a series of episodes on the roles that people in key positions play in your strategy. Last time, I offered six ways to think about the chief strategy officer's role, pointing out that organizations shouldn't make the potential variety of the role an excuse for not deciding what they want a strategy officer to accomplish. The role of an organization's board of directors in developing its strategy can be a contentious issue. CEOs complain of micromanagement by their boards. Boards complain that CEOs just want them to rubber stamp what they've already decided. And both CEOs and boards have cause for complaint. A McKinsey survey revealed that only 34% of directors agreed that their CEO had fully explained the organization's strategy. And just 16% of directors claimed they and their fellow board members had worked to develop a strong understanding of the organization's industry or field. Is there a way out of this cycle when it's time to revisit the organization's strategy? First, the board and CEO must realize that a strategy that may take three years to implement fully and that an organization may follow for a decade can't be decided in one three-hour quarterly board meeting or even during an intensive one- or two-day retreat. Second, they must understand that while the board approves the strategy, it's the CEO's job to lead the development of the strategy. The board should hold the CEO accountable, but not try to substitute for the CEO. Roger Martin recommends that the CEO and board come together on strategy in three sessions, none of which should take place on the same occasion. In the first session, the CEO and board agree on the framing of the problem. A strategy solves a specific problem or seizes a specific opportunity. There is nothing a board can do that will make a bigger difference than making sure the organization is focused on the correct problem or opportunity. As a number of expensive business failures have shown, no amount of funding makes up for trying to solve the wrong problem. It's just more money for the CEO to waste. Once the board has agreed on the framing of the problem, the CEO should begin to develop alternative approaches to solving it and the board will consider these alternatives at a second session. The board should demand that the alternatives be genuine, that is, not merely versions of the CEO's preferred approach. One way to determine whether the alternatives are truly different is to ask whether the organization could implement more than one of them at the same time. If this would be possible, the alternatives probably don't represent distinctive strategic choices. The result of this second session will be agreement on which are the most promising alternatives and what tests the CEO should conduct to determine which is the most compelling. 
In the third session, the CEO will report the result of the tests and present management's recommended strategy for the board's approval. By this time, the board will be ready for the CEO's recommendation. But that doesn't mean the CEO should count on a unanimous vote. Unanimity may not even be desirable. No strategy is guaranteed to succeed, no matter how thorough the work in developing it. Having two or three board members dissent from an approach that they nevertheless support once the majority has adopted it can be very beneficial, reminding the CEO to remain alert for signs of trouble. My question for today is, does your CEO typically present your board with alternatives or with decisions already made? Does your board hold your CEO accountable or does it acquiesce? however grudgingly, in whatever the CEO wants. The best strategy development won't work if board members don't take it as seriously as they should. Next time, I'll offer suggestions on how to be a constructive board member. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person. And be sure you haven't missed any of the previous episodes. If you'd like to receive my twice-monthly newsletter, which includes show notes and a summary of important ideas about strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember, being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncie. Talk to you next time.